0: Welcome to Club Pro Chatter, and Scott, we're trying something new here, and I like this, Maggie, what you're doing. So Club Pro Chatter, Season 3, Episode 1, because we had some mix-up as to which show we were on and all that, so Maggie's going to keep us in line, just like a great producer always does. And so this is Season 3, Episode 1. It's brought to you by the Minnesota Section PGA and the Section's charitable arm, PGA Reach. Once again, Greg Snow, uh, co-hosting with my buddy Scott McDonald, who... Uh, Well, we'll get to apologies a little bit, but still top seven. It's been a kind of a month since we've had some stuff, and you still stay in the top seven there. And I got some criticism for that, yeah, from some people of where do I rank, what's my number. And so I really got to be careful as to where I go with that. But I am confident to say that you are uh, still in the top seven of my friends. Well,
1: thank you. I appreciate that. And, yeah, we're here in beautiful Wilmer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, Lakeland Broadcasting is nice enough to give us this room that they call it the bomb shelter, Scotty.
1: The bomb shelter. I can't tell. There's no windows, and the door is locked. <laughs> I, I feel pretty safe in here. So, um, do we got a song? You got a song? Uh, I, for I us? don't,
0: Scott. You know that that love
1: your... can touch us one time and last for a lifetime and never let go. Keep going till you're
0: gone. Keep going.
1: No, that's it.
0: Oh, okay. It was just a short segment there.
1: Love there you was go. when I loved you. One true time, I hold you.
0: Okay, so who sang that and Celine what is that?
1: Dion, Titanic, 1997. Oh, you were out of high school. That was our <laughs> prom song. 97! Let's remember Jill I... Anderson I went to prom with, and I'm that was just... the song. The theme was Titanic. You even
0: remember your prom date?
1: Oh, yeah. She probably doesn't remember me, but...
0: <laughs> That's impressive, Scotty. Oh, yeah. Wow, great song, great lead-in. I had no clue what you were singing there. Literally, I was lost. And you know how I, I usually like to come in yeah, and add I... a little girth or something, but I couldn't there. I just was soaking it up.
1: You have the the most specific taste in music. You hate rap. Hate you it. don't like love songs. Hate them. You're like kind of somewhat 80s, 90s, but not really.
0: Right. Like um, um, like I Could Walk 500 Miles is my favorite warm-up <laughs> song oh in basketball. God. When I'm refereeing, Scotty, I, I ask the people to play that song. And sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but it's a slow start, so you have to do it on a full timeout, not a 30-second.
1: Let's be honest. I don't think you could walk 500 miles.
0: Well, that's part of the reason I love the song. Apologies. Do you want to start or do you want me to? I got yes. a couple.
1: Uh, why don't you go?
0: Oh, you want me to start? Yeah,
1: yeah. Go for it.
0: Okay. First and foremost, apology was there was a lot of coughing in the background. Of Was that me? I, as I listened back, there was some coughing late in it, and I, I'm i thinking that might have been me. Was it you, Maggie? I had okay. a cold, so it could it, be me. It could have been you. So I want to apologize to our listeners for that. We're going to do better here. We all have a, We even have our guest, uh, Andy Jacobson, here we're going to talk to in a minute. We all got our coffee. I think things are going to go better here for that. So that's my first apology. We have a
1: cough button as well.
0: Yeah, we do. We do. We're big time here at the Lakeland Broadcasting uh Studio. So, Scott, oh, no, nope, you're taking it. because. So I'll go number two, my apology, is to the international team. Uh, I know they're listening and they want to hear, but I, I called them the G League um, on the air, on the, and they took it personal. Um, they came out firing, and if it wasn't for a great day of singles, uh, things might have gone south there for the U.S. team. So I apologize, international team. I, I, I'll, I'll just keep my mouth shut from now on when I say those things. I'll, I'll just respect who you are and what you are, but I literally thought the – the us team was going to win by 7 points you know and it ended up being a dog fight so apologies to them
1: it was if if it, by my recollection it was 2 points which is specifically I knew you wanted what to bring i this up. Uh, what i had predicted are you going to start calling me nostradamus when it comes to these you're the oracle battles? you're the oracle I, you know um I will say this: I need to apologize to Tiger Woods. Yeah, because I right. was super critical of him picking himself, and I'm pretty sure he went undefeated, right? Three and zero. Three and zero. He sat out Saturday. Um, I also need to apologize for us not uh, researching the Presidents Cup and knowing that people could sit out. It goes um, the first day, or first two days. I think it's uh, five. Yeah. Matches five matches five matches five matches and then Saturday it's four matches four matches so people can twelve on each team obviously everybody plays in the singles so Tiger played
0: and they changed that a few years ago because it was such a route for the U.S. team and I did forget about that I can't remember uh, Andy maybe you can pipe in here if, if you remember who helped one of the international guys said well we can't compete at this because the U.S. team's so deep yeah so they had to have less points and I can't remember who was it Ernie Els. I don't. I don't know that yeah. it was Ernie, but I don't anyways. recall.
1: But it, it. I mean, Tiger. He he won it for the team. He was the MVP, oh, stud. I, I mean, him and JT were a great team. Uh, Tiger just went out there and but, dominated. But JT
0: even said he goes, "Oh no, Tiger won today." Yeah. Yeah. That, no. Just in case you guys were wondering, it was it was, it was this guy it, right yeah, here.
1: Yeah. So uh, he balanced it. Uh, I mean, it was a lot closer than we all thought. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, so it was it was fun to watch on Sunday because the singles it was it was down to the wire. They were super tight. So uh, great golf to watch in December. Um, my other apologies. You have more? Yeah, I've got a few. Oh, uh, Nick Pelly Is it Pella?
0: No, you got another yes. apology. It keeps
1: going. I on. I always mess it up. But we said he was a part of the teaching committee. There is no teaching committee. He's Shameful on the education committee, which. He put together a webinar two days ago. I did see that. Uh, uh, Martin Dutrois from South Africa. I, I jumped in on it. First time we've done a webinar for continuing ed, and I thought it went really well, very informative. I'm still waiting on the results to see if I've got 7 out of 10 on the test so I get an MSR or not. If I fail it, I don't get one. I, not right. that I'm in dire straits here, but uh, so that. And then my other apology is to Steve Willock's uh, Artie. mascot, Artie. I called him a pelican. I don't think he's a pelican. He's a heron. So... Artie, might his he might his his feathers might get ruffled by that. I hope not, but uh, that's my <laughs> apology. And yeah, uh, the other apology is doubting our gopher basketball squad, who won last night against Penn State, and I think has a chance to still make the tournament. We're
0: a diverse podcast. We actually talked about this off air with our guest, who we want to bring on right now. Uh, we talked about the gopher basketball, but uh, we are privileged to have uh, a local local legend here and Andy I know you're humble enough that you're not going to accept that but it doesn't matter we're going to say it anyways because you are a local legend here in the Wilmer area uh Andy Jacobson uh Andy great to have you on good morning yeah this is great thanks for having me well thank you for coming over it was kind of a last minute thing I texted him a couple days ago Andy we're doing the we're doing the show in Wilmer we'd love to have you he says uh he says great uh, let's do it, and so it was. It was perfect that we uh, were able to make this connection. So, anyways, go ahead, Scott. Sorry.
1: No, no. I, wouldn't, I uh, He's clearly a local legend, but he's one of the best players in the state and has been for probably the last eight to ten years. You so, and
0: I are going to have to keep talking about that because I don't think he's going to. You know what I'm saying? No. We're, we're no, going to have won't. to be the ones. So we're going to have to pull some things out of him, and then we'll make our own. We'll let people understand how unbelievable this guy is at the game of golf. Yes. Yes. So, uh, you, why don't you fire away, Scotty? I know you have played with Andy. Right? Oh, Andy's got to
2: chime in. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm just shaking my head, but thanks for the compliments. <laughs> That's uh, making me blush. Well, you, you're you well known, you're popular, and people enjoy playing
0: with you. And these are the people that I talk to. I've never had a chance to play with you, which will happen at some point, I know. But, Scotty, you have played with Andy, correct?
1: Yes. Uh, played, Stone Ridge yes. stayed open. I missed the cut. Um, we played with, uh, wasn't it Van Holmgren? Yeah, before Van Ooh. figured it out, he was. I mean, imagine Stone Ridge, and you have no clue where your driver's going, and that was Van. I'm pretty sure number eight, which goes back to the clubhouse, it's a dog leg right. Van was hitting driver, and he hit it 80 yards left into the fescue, and I think we found it.
2: Yes, and you're spot on. I I've played with Van over the last four years, and it's absolutely amazing how his game has improved and he's not trying to hit it 430 yards anymore because he can kind of easily just without any effort, he can hit it 300, 330. Yeah. And watching his game evolve over the last few years, it's just amazing how solid it it has become. And um, I played against him in the match play, I think it was three years ago, and um, took him out and then – I think it was a year later, he absolutely drummed me. He was 5-under, and I shook his hand and just said, good plan. I mean, it's <laughs> his game is going in the right direction, and a very nice kid. Van, Van is awesome to play with.
1: Yeah, no, I was super impressed. I mean, you could see the talent. He he was just going to college at NDSU. That was his summer before, and you could see the potential, and I kind of talked to him about the golf swing and things. Uh, I think he missed the cut as well. But, yeah, you could just see the, that power and, yeah, look at what he's
0: done in the last couple of years. It's crazy. So before we get into Andy and your background, Scott, tell me what impressed you about Andy and his game and what you've seen out of him when you guys played together. I know he's impressed, I'm sure, by the way that you fade away every swing and that you hit it so solid with that unbelievable finish. But I want you to talk about Andy's golf game and a little bit of what you saw.
1: Very good hands, uh, unbelievable hands. Um, yeah, just just super smooth, um, unbelievable ball striker. hits it, it Hits it very very straight and great iron player. And I think if you look his consistency in tournament golf, all of those things kind of really help it's i mean sure you talk about guys that have power that can dominate a golf course that's i guess wouldn't be andy or i um it's not like we're van holmgren that can hit at 330 we can still move it but it's going to be hitting quality iron shots and get it going um and yeah that's uh, I, I think just a very consistent um golf and that's what you need to do to be a, a solid am or a solid pro player
0: yeah. so Andy, tell us how this all began. Tell us, just give us your whole background, starting back to we talked earlier about when you were two years old. Your dad was the pro at Spice, you know up at Little Crow here. So take us all the way back and tell us a little bit about your story.
2: For, uh, yeah, I started when I was very young. I when I could walk was around a golf club, and my dad's been in the golf business his whole life. Uh, little Crow is where I started to, I lived on the second hole. Uh, my mom would take me out all the time. Uh Is that the par three? The par three. old. Yeah, right there. I call okay, it old you, number two. You live right there. Okay. Yep. Back there behind the green, I, I would sell golf balls on, well, not just men's night, but any holiday. And uh I remember one day my mom was doing a garage sale and she made about $75 for the whole day. And I sold about $200 worth of golf balls at three for a dollar. Jeez. Jeez. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> I, yeah. She, she still tells that story, but, uh. Yeah, I, I loved being out there. That's I was a course rat, and uh, my friends were out there all the time. That's where we hung out, and Dad had to kick me off uh, at certain times when leagues would would be going, and played a lot of junior golf and made a lot of friends in the local area. And uh, I've always been amazed at the golf connections, how those end up becoming a lot of my lifelong good friends is through the game of golf. Um, I played through seventh grade at in at new london spicer and then uh joel my father uh, had an opportunity to run a golf resort uh arnold palmer designed golf course down on the gulf coast of mississippi through uh casino magic so we up and moved the start of my eighth grade year and that was a huge culture shock going from minnesota to mississippi i went to a all boys private school and um, it was all business uh, you had to be on your manners yes sir yes ma'am um, I remember I, I, I used the word what as a response to uh, to one of my teachers and I got the most stern look you say sir or ma'am you don't disrespect by using the word what and uh, by no means was I trying to do that but I learned quickly what you can and can't do and it was it, going from Minnesota to Mississippi was very interesting and I made a lot of friends down there as did our family and the the local people there were just awesome to us. I did come back in the summers because our uh, relatives were up in the Wilmer area so I kind of had the best of both worlds. I would come up here and golf all summer and then I'd go back down and you could golf year round down there so I was I was living the dream playing at a at a, I think it was an $11 million Arnold Palmer Golf Resort course that had no members. So when I was done with school, we we lived right there. Guess who had access to the practice facility in the course all by itself in the late afternoons because they wanted to get the golfers back into the casino so they could gamble right. their money. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, money. we had such a sweet setup there, lighted driving range and they brought in all kinds of celebrities for their charity tournaments. Uh, I remember my mom played with Faith Hill. Brett Favre was always out there. Uh, the casino had a lot of uh, neat things going that they would tie in the golf. And um, I kind of worked on the the bag services at the certain times when these events would come in. And I remember that Tim McGraw was there and Mike Dicka was always there. It was just a lot of neat, neat things to see and, Golf uh, connected those people, uh, along with the casino, and it was it was a lot of fun for us.
0: So, Andy, when did you guys move back then permanently? Your dad, assuming he took the Eagle Creek job, right? When he came back, is that all that went? Or
2: yeah, so I finished. Uh, I went to two years of junior college in Dothan, Alabama, and then uh, that's where I played with uh, Bubba Watson. He was also a junior college player, and uh, the next two years at Southern Miss in Hattiesburg and that was 02, and then I finished there, and I literally, the day I was done, I drove my Camry back to, to Minnesota, and now I call, at that time, that's where I called home, and I still have not been back to see uh, my friends down there. I stay in touch with a lot of them, and a lot of them have come back up here, um, but I am so looking forward to going back down there because they're, they're known for their hospitality. I love the Cajun food. Uh, it's it's a good place down there. New Orleans is a fun place. Uh, just be fun for me to go back there and, and see everyone.
1: Um, Greg and I were talking, obviously PGA pros, he's got four kids. I've got four kids talk, you know, what it was like growing up with your dad being a PGA pro And, and then, you know, obviously you're, you're a great player. Um, did you ever, Try to play. Did you ever think about getting in the golf business? Kind of talk about that.
2: Yeah i I did i i I thought it was awesome that my dad was a golf pro. It led to a lot of opportunity opportunities for me and a lot of connections. Uh, played a decent amount of AJGA national tournaments when I was a junior, and um, we he networked really well with the right people and got to play some amazing places, Bay Hill, English Turn, uh, hang out at the uh, the tour events when they would come down, and the networking on, on that side was really cool. One of the um, frustrations for me is I felt like I didn't really get to golf with my dad much. Um, being in the business, I think a lot of people don't realize that the golf pros don't really have a lot of time to golf, or at least Joel didn't when he was running that, uh, resort course. And I mean, we would sneak out here and there, but it's, I noticed when he's, now that he's retired, I mean, he golfs a lot more. And for me, that's a lot more fun. Um, my mom plays a ton of golf. So I, I, I played with her a lot when I was growing up and she put up with me. We played in some parent child and I'd throw temper tantrums and we'd <laughs> still win. And now I kind of look back on it and shake my head, but my mom's a very good golfer. She's yes, she is. Can sh- still shoot in the low seventies and under par on, at times, if she gets it going. for so, putter's hot. So Andy, you're uh, I'm reading you're an agency principal at Stralo Insurance, right? Yep. Insurance by Stralo here in Wilmer. So is that when you move
0: back, driving the Camry and the whole bit? Talk us through that point to now you being an insurance broker or agent. What is it that you?
2: Well, you I'm a it? I'm a licensed agent and agency owner. So, okay. uh, we do a lot of auto home uh life and health business insurance a little of everything you kind of got to be a generalist in a smaller town like sure, this yep. although i try to you know i thought i was going to write a lot of golf courses and that's tricky cuz there's board of directors and they always have their go-to agent it's kind of like working on a church account you know they want to support their local agent but um i i've i've learned what to work on and what not to and if anyone needs help on a golf course account, hopefully they'll think of me.
0: Yes, we actually we want that. We want people to because you you Andy play in a lot of our events. I know you play in a lot of MGA stuff, but you are a supporter of tournament golf and that's kind of how this podcast started, Scotty. We we want to promote tournament golf and so we've talked about having you on from day 1 3 years ago and I'm glad we had this opportunity. So so you come back in the Camry, what
2: was your first job when you came back? So I I was playing golf, and I was working at uh, some of the local golf shops, Renville, Stony Creek. That's right, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Eagle Creek and uh, Atwater Island golf? Pine. And I was playing some. I did play on the Dakota Tour, and I played in some section pro-ams and made some checks, but I felt like it was kind of like organized gambling. It was basically we all throw in our our money and fund the pot is how I how – I, viewed it and it was super exciting but then I was also getting serious with my wife Sarah and trying to figure out how to make all this work and the travel and expenses and I ended up working in the uh, local YMCA guest services at the desk and and then I'm sitting there trying to figure out what am I going to do and I remember uh, looking at the golfers at Eagle Creek and I thought I saw I saw Norm Stralo out there a lot, and I'm like, I want to do that, you know.
1: <laughs> that guy,
2: that guy is working, but he's golfing, and right, you know, there is some flexibility in our in our job. There's a lot of deadlines that are dropped on you. You know, the bank needs a a binder for a home closing, and um, you need to to get that stuff to the to the right person right away, but if I can plan ahead and staff accordingly, I can, I can take a couple days in the summer and, and play the state am or state open. And, um, I love playing in those MGA events, the tourney golf. Those are, again, a lot of my good friends and we, we compete against each other and no one likes to lose, but it, it's, it's a lot of fun. You know, you get to, to know these guys and it's not, you, you connect with them off the course too. And, so some of the events are more social than others and get the wives involved. And for me, that that's exciting. That's kind of my escape. And I I really enjoy that. So your wife, Sarah, two kids. Yep. Uh, what are the ages again? Aiden is 11, and Elsie is 5. And Aiden's had a hole-in-one already. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, and, and then he wanted to make one about every other round we would go out, and I told him, <laughs> I said, it might be 35 years from now. <laughs> it might not ever happen again. Um, He did hit the pin that same summer, and he's all bummed because he didn't get his second one. Oh. And, but I, expectations are hard to manage for a, a young golfer. It's, sure. it's interesting, and I know I was very at that too because you make a birdie or have success and you expect to do that over and over well good luck you know you don't hit every shot perfect obviously but kids i think once they taste something like that they want to do it every time well, sure that's I, not
0: how this game works scott i got a million questions so please interject because i could keep going here all day and you'll just sit there and look you stupid. go ahead so okay great um difference between playing as a professional and playing as an amateur you've kind of played on both sides of it tell tell us talk through that a little bit is there is there a difference or how's the feelings emotions you know all that stuff
2: i know when i look back on it one of my things that i wish i would have done differently is i i never gave golf a break um i would play in the summers and then i'd head back down to college and and play year round and um, I've always thought people want what they what they don't have, and um, us golfers in Minnesota, we get so charged up because we don't have it in the off season, and our batteries are fully charged come springtime, and you're chomping at the bit to get out there. Um, I wish I would have kind of managed that a little better, but when I when I was done with college, I felt like I. I put a lot of internal pressure on myself and once I was done with I mean I thought I did held my own okay on on the Dakota tour made some decent checks and I could kind of tell I wasn't gonna make a living at this and you realize how good some of these top players really are you know you 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 check out your local top 10 amateur at, at a statewide level you check those guys out and then watch how they do on, on just the mini tours. And there's some guys out there that have such good game. It's just amazing. And you see these different levels and the writing was on the wall that I probably should figure out what I'm going to do here. And, (laughs) um, then, you know, I had to sit out for a couple years when you reapply for your amateur status. So, um, that's when I was playing some local stuff and and I I just felt more relaxed when I was playing amateur golf and just having more fun and uh, I think that pressure thing has a lot to do with it just I know when I'm uptight or as compared to being relaxed on a golf course it's a amazing how how you can play better or and or worse depending on where, what stage you're at and so it, and it's so funny you just said that because I've always thought too
0: that people um, that play really well in the amateur status a lot of people go why is he not playing for money look at what he's doing out there guess what they're having fun the people and uh, who was it um, uh, Bo Weekly this isn't fun this is a job yeah. you know and and golf is meant to be fun right and I know sometimes Scotty we sometimes get in that grind you not so much for the money but I've gotten myself there where I'm like. Man, I really could use a check here. Come on, Greg, let's let's pick it up. You know, that's three bogeys in a row. Come on, you know. Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned that. That the fun of the game is maybe brought back in the amateurism.
2: Yeah, you know, when I especially when I was younger, I would you'd be thinking about the money. That's obviously important because most people don't have any when they're younger, and it's important. It. Yeah, <laughs> you blow through it, and you figuring out how am I going to pay my bills, and um, yeah, you're totally spot on.
1: Well, and as he says, and maybe you should take a pointer is when you don't play. Turn this on. No, me. no, no, no. When don't you, you, when you, when you go out there and you don't think about the pressure and you play freely, that's when great golf happens. Andy, when he says this to me a lot. Well, you 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 need to look at it with a different perspective. Um, you get you got to go out there and just play golf and not think about what's at stake—a check, uh, the title, or whatever—and
0: um, yeah. So- so, Andy, I realize my mental game is just not great. I get that. And so that's why we love having people like you on, and we had Snyder and Don Barry and those guys. I am stealing information from you as yeah. much as possible, and I love hearing these stories, and I love hearing what's your You know, Brian Flegel, great player. Um, he's a member at our club. You've probably played with him some amateur events, and I just love chatting with them of what's your mentality out there. You know, what, what are you thinking, and how is your mind working? Because I know mine is, oh, come on, what? got to make a bar here you know come on don't don't snap it left you know those kind of things that i got to get rid of so i love hearing these stories
2: yeah i think it there's a reason why the pros go through their routines um for me i I mean i try to go through a pre-shot routine i'm to the point where i don't think about that it's just kind of do my putter waggle deal and hopefully roll it in but um you got to get comfortable that and it's a lot easier said than done and i'm i've seen some of your scores through facebook and i know you can go low but if you look back on it i i think scotty's right like you probably went out that day and you i'm guessing you didn't step up on the first tee saying i'm gonna shoot the course record like some of those lower rounds just just happen they you're relaxed do. and all of a sudden you're getting into territory where you're starting to think okay how many am i now and that happened at eagle creek actually last year with my golf team we're on the back nine, Scotty, and I just birdie,
0: birdie, birdie, birdie. And then all of a sudden we get to that long straight part far, and I'm like, oh, I was birdie this one, Bur- birdie. And I'm like, I think I'm five under, you know? And yeah. it's like we were having fun we just chatting with the boys. I was walking, which again, I'm guilty as any. I would prefer to ride, but we were walking that day because I was with my golf team and you're right. And it was just like, oh, hey,
2: this is kind of fun and yeah. enjoyable. You know, and it just doesn't happen all the time. You know, if, if if you get that going early you got to like i try to trick my mind okay now I'm a couple over let's grind it out here you know you don't want to think okay i'm 5 under and i got to birdie these last 3 to get to 8 under that's usually when you make two bogeys and right. mm-hmm. <laughs> you a like par just lost birdie, my round but, yeah but i try to trick my mind on some of that stuff too you know you get depending on what kind of turnings you are if you've never been there or done that, especially shooting a low score, you there are you're gonna get to a point where you're at a number where you're like, okay, I gotta this is getting pretty cool and I gotta f- figure out how to finish this round off.
0: Andy, how do you manage your summer? with the events that you have going on. I know you kind of touched on it, but is there a is there a family plan? Is there an Andy's oh, golf man. plan? Is there a, a work plan? And I'm sure it is. And we're juggling this too with our wives and our thing. And how do we juggle it with our members? Cause that's the Pro Am circuit for us is we want to take our members to have a fun experience. So for you, like you playing some three day events. Yeah,
2: it's you it's definitely a juggling act. Um check check out the schedule and try to you know a lot of them I try to play over and over, so that we kind of got a routine down, and I I very much enjoy having Sarah come along. She you know she's not a big golfer, but she she supports it, and she knows that that's my passion, and she's made a lot of friends out there too. And the the tournaments that tie in the social side make it a lot easier for me. I mean, one that comes to mind is Oakdale does an excellent job on their shortstop and. Um, it's not just about the golf, you know, they get a, 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 some music afterwards and, and they have, it's, it's a lot of off the course fun too. So that, that's important. And you get to sleep in your own bed on those nights. Well, that one, we pulled the fish house over. <laughs> oh, you <but> did? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it is a juggling act and I am very thankful that I have a supportive wife and family and, but I, I gotta, I'm getting my son into golf too. And he's fish. doing some of the drive yes. chip and putt and the uh pga jr soda series stuff and uh, boy that just watching that i get more freaking nervous watching that than uh than playing my own stuff uh, i mean that's, it's just it's, that's the, kids. it's bizarre but scotty knows he came to my daughter's basketball game the other night and he had to tell his daughter beatrice
0: who's with us today of hey you need to leave greg alone there his team's not playing very well yeah watch
1: out greg <laughs> might might just scream at the official which he did a few
0: times i just spoke loudly Know
1: the rule.
0: I did not. That say- is not the rule. <laughs> uh, it, it is not one of my. You know, you mentioned some of your not proter moments. That was not one of my proter moments. But anyways, okay, and uh, Real quick, I know he's got to go. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Scotty. No, you, really you've dumb. asked a lot. I, I have. I
1: guess. I guess my question to you is, what for an am for because a lot of pros listen to this. What are do you consider your majors? I mean, state am players. Thing. You know what? What are your like?
2: four events that you're circling on the calendar well the the match plays are awesome you know if you're over 30 you can play in the mid players and then the players is the big one that Mm -hmm. includes all the younger college kids and um obviously the state am and the state open and um i try to play some short stops and uh the public golf association has a very nice weekend schedule too and um the four balls are super fun too. So the MGA has their four four ball, and so does the Public Golf Association. That one's in early May. I mean, all of those are important and and fun. They're different formats, but I enjoy playing them all. And, and then you? they have the Mid Amateur in September. It's never ending. I mean, you could you could find one. At, Sarah will tell you there. <laughs> yeah, this one's important. <laughs> We're yeah, going to interview yeah, but this her one's next. <laughs> You say that every time. I'm like, well, they are. I mean. Well, we
0: moved the State Open for you guys this year because we knew they were back-to-back, and we've been talking. The State Am and the State Open were just so tight. I don't know how you got any work done those two weeks in there. So. You know,
2: I always wondered that, and I apparently back in the day, was it catered for the golfers that were coming down from northern Minnesota? F- to me, it just seemed overwhelming to try to play both, and especially if you contended in the Am, you're absolutely... Shot mentally, yep. and, it, and and for t- me physically, it's hard enough walking eighteen holes. So, <laughs> and we
0: talked a lot about this on the tournament committee for the Minnesota section that we were trying hard as so, Scott, you can add to this, um, you know it's, how that it's, went.
1: It's been a discussion for a long time because for the state open, and and I think that we've we struggled a little bit to get the top AMs just because of the timing of the schedule. Is you play three days, you have a day off, and and then the the state open. Yeah. Um, so. We've moved it now to, I think, the week prior to the AM now, and it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That might make it a little bit difficult for AMs, I see, with without the job flexibility because you have to take off days of, days of work again. But I think having it a different week, that's going to be clutch. And then we're just trying to look at ways to make it um, – Easier for the best players to play
2: because the state open to me is the best ams,
1: the best pros.
2: Yeah, the state open, the field there is the strongest in the state. There's no doubt about it because you have your very top ams and then the pros. I mean, that's there's no arguing that that is the best field, and I think that's a great move to do that. Mm -hmm. So, thank you. Well, we thank
0: you, Andy, and I know that you probably got to get going here shortly, and uh, we're going to have you on again sometime. It might be a couple years. But we, because, you know, again, we're not super frequent on these, but we're trying to be better about it. And Scotty's just so busy, you know, you just can't do it. But thank you for your insight. Uh, I, I could check, I have about 40 more questions that I can't we can't get to but we'll we'll talk some
2: junior golf next time yeah all you guys listening push us get these kids out get them off the electronics okay okay, before you get them golfing yeah figure out how to do
0: that Andy we chatted a couple years ago about Wilmer Junior. I'm sorry Maggie I know our producers look like come on guys keep moving but please talk about Eagle Creek where you're a member and the junior program and what you've done. Just take a couple minutes. I know you got a haircut coming, so yeah, he'll, he'll wait I'll, for you. I'll make it. <laughs>
2: you, well, we're trying we're trying to make it s- as easy as possible to get kids out to golf. And one of the comments I hear is, "Oh, golf is so expensive." Well, it's not anymore to to, to get out there, and we're making it so there's there's no cost. We have a nonprofit that will t- reimburse on the uh, junior memberships and. I wrote a letter to a, a, a grant that gave us 10 sets of junior clubs. And if you are struggling to afford to be able to get your kid into golf, talk to your local pro. People will help, and don't use that as an obstacle. Mine, I'm trying to get my kids to get out there and just get off the electronics and, and enjoy golf. Uh, we do it in the evenings a lot, get out there on the golf cart. My daughter's five, you know, we stay at one station for 10 minutes, you know, then go to the chipping range, go to the putting, throw rocks in the creek, <laughs> go get a candy bar. All, you have to connect it to fun. And if you're trying to create a golfer by like a grinded out practice schedule for a young kid, that does not work. It's you're fooling yourself. If you think that's going to work, you, you absolutely have to connect the game with fun. I love that. I've been preaching that, haven't I, Scotty? Yeah, and,
0: and I
1: love that. And you know, um, Andy, they they started this at uh, Eagle Creek and Wilmer, and I reached out oh, to them this right. off season, and you know, no uh, no good idea uh, is you know if a good idea, you can steal it. And that's what we you did at Alaska. It. And it's not stealing. It's, it's using a concept that, that works it's and it makes sense. stealing. And, um, I've talked to Andy about it and we've done the same thing. It's, I talked to people and the three reasons that people don't play golf is, is it's, it's too expensive. There's not enough time and it's difficult. Well, if you get rid of the expense, you give them free junior clinics or junior golf. And then it's just, uh, Let's uh they don't have to be there for 18 holes right away. Let's play one hole and like Andy said, let's grab an ice cream or throw rocks in the pond. So you
2: know, our local hockey association, they did the same thing for my son. They free hockey equipment. They got him, they got us going to the rink and he loves it. He absolutely loves it. And that's what I'm trying to do get, just even if you can get them out to the chipping and putting green and hit a bucket of balls if you if you can get them into that routine 5 times They'll keep coming back because you can... I mean, I was thinking at that course where we played the State Open, they had music going. I think it's Stone Ridge yeah, on yeah. the driving range. We got to somehow connect more fun like that. You know, people are on their app and then playing Another One Bites the Dust or something. Yes, you know, they're yeah. they're, But they're on the range having a great time. I think you had a song list going, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It there's... wasn't Celine Dion. <laughs> no. <but>. no. <laughs> hey, I got to get my hair cut. You Andy, guys are awesome. Thanks, thanks for all Andy, you thank do. Thank you. We'll see yep. you this summer. Good all to right, see you. All right,
0: that's Andy Jacobson, big-time local golfer we love chatting with him, Scotty. Um, we need to budget some more time for that stuff. I, I get goosebumps when, when I hear people talk about the game of golf like that. That's what excites me is because I, we preach this at our courses, and we've talked about how good our jobs are and how much we love it, of we're trying to promote an atmosphere of fun. We don't want it to be stuffy. And, and again, I hate the music on the course. You know that. But I have to come around on that. That's a Greg Snow issue. I have to kind of figure that out and kind of go, you know what? This is what they want. They want to have fun out there, and Andy just validated all that 100%, and their junior program is flying here at Eagle Creek.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I think that it's a a blueprint for success across the board. I I hope it takes on at Minnewaska the same thing. And, uh, yeah, I think those barriers where it's the stuffy, tucked-in shirt Got to be, you know, pressed pants. I think those barriers scare people away from golf. So those, and and it's quiet. It needs to be fun, like Andy said, and that's that's how we're going to get non-traditional golfers to play. Is they can come out, have their radio going if they want to listen to some '80s. They want to listen to Meatloaf and Celine Dion, like myself. They can do that and have fun. So
0: you're amazing that the level of concentration you can keep and do all that stuff is just beyond me. And people talk about that about you, by the way, of that you can be a a goof nut and then step up and hit a 240 yard rope three wood, you know, onto the green is just beyond comprehension. So credit to you and what you're doing.
1: Well, it's, yeah, but ultimately it's about having fun. Yeah, yep, we're, and, we're and,
0: preaching that. We sound stupid because we say it so yes. much, but we're preaching it.
1: So let's jump in here. What uh, do we want to do just to, you know... Oh, I,
0: would, I have something I want to talk about. Okay, what do you want to talk because about? Because you know I love the tough topics. Okay. And I want us to hit the tough topics, and I think that the, the our listeners deserve this talk, and you know where I'm going with this, and that's Patrick Reed. Um, we hadn't really had a chance to talk too much about what's happening uh, in the world of golf around this guy. And now there's something that kind of came up at the uh, Tournament of Champions in Hawaii again with him. And uh, now um, now uh, Patrick Reed's lawyers are going after Brandel Chambly because Brandel Chambly is a guy that's saying, you know, we have, no, we have no place in this world for cheaters. And so I am just a huge advocate that Patrick Reed cheated, He's trying to pawn it off. He's trying to pawn it off as something else. Like I didn't intentionally do this. I don't know how you interpret that act as anything other than such. And again, Scotty, talk me off the ledge there. Maybe you have a different take on it, but I just don't know how you can take a backswing and clear out something and say, I didn't even realize I was doing it. i It's just at a loss to me, so I will
1: give you the opposite take because I got the I, opposite I'm, take from. That's fine. Uh, Chandler Withington at uh, at our strategic planning session, we we started talking about this, and Chandler obviously obviously knows a lot of these guys from the Ryder Cup. Patrick from the Ryder Cup, and the the thing is, is I don't know. Here's here's was his take was I don't know that he knew it wasn't it, it was a bunker, or a waste bunker, because and then do in a waste bunker you can take a practice swing and hit uh, hit sand and you can ground your club i mean y- you can there's different rules so i don't know if he knew that he did anything wrong cuz maybe he thought he was in a waste bunker this is the this is the way that it was spun to me i don't i don't agree with that
0: Oh, but but you're just doing it for the ar- argument yes, sake yes
1: but i i i mean there's definitely rules you and i don't know um You know, if we're, say we're in a water hazard and our ball is above water barely and you're going to hit it, can you, you can ground your club in a water hazard, but can you ground it in the water? Can you have it rest on the water when it starts? Something like that, where these guys are the best players in the world. They're not rules experts. I don't disagree with that. So that would be my only thing is maybe he didn't know. Uh, He definitely did not help his case afterwards and how how he talked about it in the media how he dealt with it at the president's cup how he the you know the shovel thing right. you know he, he didn't help it so
0: right he's doing all the wrong things uh, again i guess i always look for contrition apologies, I didn't know that I was doing something wrong, I'd be fine with that. But Patrick Reed takes the entire opposite angle of you're the one who's the problem, you're the one who doesn't get it, rather than saying, you know what, I have to own this. Paul Azinger said something wonderful on the thing. He has to understand that he's going to be under the microscope for the next five years. Everything that he does, he's going to be watched, the cameras are going to be magnifying him, he just needs to understand that. And the guy yelling cheater... Why wouldn't a guy yell that have him thrown out if you want. But at the end of the day, he didn't yell it before he putted. The ball was rolling and it didn't bother his putt. It just had to hurt him inside of this is how people perceive me. And he did not get out in front of it to change that. And again, he has all the history. He has the history of doing this back in college. Of pencil whipping back then. And again, you can dismiss it, but where there's smoke, there's fire. And you and I, and I get animated about this stuff. I know you're looking at me like, calm down, Greg. You know, it's okay. But I do think that when you're stealing other people's money, that's a problem. And I know it's not necessarily looked at that deeply, but it could be. Yes.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. And like I said, he doesn't help his case, but I I will say this if if that was something that happened to you or i it would eat at us and 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 we would struggle on the course he look at what he's done since I then know. he played a great round at the end of the hero then he goes to the president's cup and deals with all that plays it's great in singles and then he almost you know comes in where nobody saw him getting into that playoff at at uh, the Hyundai and he almost wins that and so he can handle this adversity. It's almost like he thrives when it's when it's the microscope is on him. So
0: Scott, you ready for something? Yes. I put on Twitter zero uh, Owen oh three. Nobody's happier than me. Patrick Reed was 0-3 after the first. Oh, yeah. And I I'm, I'm cheering for I'm cheering for the US team to win and I'm cheering for Patrick Reed to lose. That's sad, huh? Am I that pathetic, really? Well,
1: it's it it yeah. I mean, it, I don't blame anybody who doesn't like Patrick Reed cuz he doesn't help himself being a likable guy. Uh, but the one thing that nobody can say is that he's not a competitor oh, because he is, the he is, is one of the, He's one of the biggest competitors out there,
0: and he was a studded hazel teen. And again, I know there's some feelings there. Again, what he did and uh, taking down Rory in that singles match, and you're right, the way he came back and played well at the century, and I thought he handled that rules issue fairly well. You know, of somebody moving his ball and the whole bit, but. Overall, the question to you is: um, Would you label him a cheater or not a cheater, Scott? We're tough. Talk- hey, and if you want to dodge it like a politician, that's fine. You can do that. I have no problem with you not taking a stance on this because it is—it's t- a tough topic. And maybe he'll send his lawyers after you. Um, he's going to for me for sure if he listened to this. But where would you? Would you? Would you say it's not to that degree? I'll, I'll give you an out. I don't think it was here. Here, I. I don't think
1: he deliberately moved the sand, on knowing that he wouldn't get caught. I I think it was accidental, and but he needs to own up that it was a rules violation. You know, that's essentially that's fair. You know, that's what I'd say. I'm not because that's fair. Every single move these guys make is on camera, one hundred percent. So it, especially if you're in the mix in a tournament, especially in a limited number, you know, 16 people in that field,
0: you're under the microscope. Under the microscope. So that's what I would say. So my take on it is that a zebra has stripes and you're not going to take them off him. He is who he is. Uh, I think that his overall of who he is made him do that. And that's just the personality of Patrick Reed. So, when I answer this question, I have no problem. If he was sitting right here, I would say, "Dude, I believe you're a cheater," and I would I would say it if he sat right where Beatrice is sitting right now. Uh, that's Scotty's daughter, by the way. Spitball, fireball, but she's a she's a little under the weather today, so she's hanging with us. But anyways, I would say that to him, and he would probably punch me in the face, or he'd have his rebut, and we'd go, "Okay, that's it. That's my take on it." So, all right, pace of play. Are you excited about this new little policy? I mean, we can get into the ins and outs a little bit of it, but it's pretty confusing. I read through it. Um, you can you can educate me because I
1: haven't really okay. read up um, on it.
0: So what they're going to get at is there's going to be a list okay. of people who are slow. Nobody's allowed to know this list, okay? <laughs> okay. But over the course of time, they're going to figure out just by deductive reasoning, who's on this list of the top 10, top 15, or 25 slowest players. Again, I'm semi-confused, and I think everybody is. They'll see how it implements. And it comes down to it, it really goes back to the Bryson DeChambeau bit of the two minutes to take something. Maggie, did you have something different that you read in there or how this is going to go? I did read that they will be informed um, individually. That they are on the
1: list, right? They're on the list,
0: but no one else will know that they're on the list. So if they decide to tell people, it's up to them. Right. Um, But otherwise, they, uh, the people that are on the list will know. And they're going to take their last ten tournaments as a history lesson of this is how you've done. Again, they have the video of the Bryson two minute putt that they of course put on with it of he's going on the list, and it's going to be interesting to see who speeds up because they have to. And who speeds up because they changed something and did something better. And so they're going to figure that out and where they're going to go from there. But I have to say, Scott, we ask for this all the time. And now the tour is doing something. I'm going to applaud them um, for trying. Will it work? Is it going to change? Are they going to get scrutinized if nothing does change? Yeah. Yeah, they they are. I'm sorry. It's just like um, anything that happens in the NFL when they say we're going to be tougher on domestic violence, and then all of a sudden they give somebody a a two-game suspension. They go, "Wait a minute! You said you were going to be tougher, you know." And well, you know, it's hard to implement.
1: Yeah, you gotta you gotta put some consequences out there. I mean, look at what baseball just did with the Astros. Astros. It's uh, let's make an example. This this needs to be the last time. And uh, pace of play might not be. To the extent of where the cheating is, you know, on the spectrum, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not helping viewership or how much people are gonna love the game of golf. If it's slow, I'm telling you, we're gonna lose people. So it needs to be one of those priorities. I, I, I consider it in your refereeing language as a point of emphasis, yeah. you know. And the, yeah, I agree. Uh, clearly, the the uh, the tour is putting a point of emphasis on pace of play, and let's hope that it works.
0: Yeah, I, I really think that um, there's some potential here to do some good things. I think that the networks put that two-minute of Bryson and kept the TV on him to prove a point because that's bad for business for them to do that. I mean, that's bad for the golf and all that, but I think they were trying to prove a point of you have to do something. Hello, <laughs> you know, and Slugger White or whoever. the I don't even know that he's out there anymore, but whoever oh, these he guys is. are. But those guys are in a tough spot. We always heard this from Darren DeYoung, our former tournament director, of I work for you guys. Now you want me to come up and tell you that you got a two-shot penalty and basically take money out of your pocket and I'm looking at Darren going I never looked at it from that angle. That is wow. And so now these these they want to work with the tour officials, but I can't imagine when a tour official comes up and says, "Uh oh, by the way, we're we're timing you. You're on your first time." I don't just that can't go well, can it?
1: No, no, but it's ultimately you have a job and there's rules. It's not like you're saying Hey, uh you you have rules in place. It's not like you're coming up and it's something you're just making up. Oh, you you're slow. No, we just clocked you. You're 2 minutes right. it took long. So it shouldn't it, it, it's your job. So uh I just hope that it gets
0: better. Okay. So two tour events in the new year, 2020. Now we know that the the season is actually back in October. Uh, you know, they do the, they do the rollover season, but really for us golfers, we view January one still as kind of like a new year. Yes. And here we go. So two tournaments, two playoffs, uh, the Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, one was fun, but I watched the Sony open too with, uh, Brendan Steele. Have you seen any of this golf? so no, far? No, I,
1: I, I did. I watched both. I didn't catch the full playoff of Thomas Shoffley and Reed because there was right, a three way. Right. Um, But I did catch the end of it. And then, yeah, the Sony I watched, boy, you talk about slowing things down. How long did that last hole take for Brendan Steele and uh, Cameron Smith? and uh
0: so that was all victim yeah. of circumstances yes they yes. had to squeegee the greens yes and the ball out of bounds lost ball ryan nothing, palmer the nothing three would off
1: the i mean how bizarre
0: was well, that we shot? know this in high school golf when a kid hits it out of bounds and they don't hit a provisional the walk back kills the day it just it ends it and there's no way to recover from that really because you're like well you got to get back in position that's hard good yeah. luck you know because now we had this full walk back and everybody's like what do we do the other two players are going. Do we keep going? Do we go back? And and that scenario was the last hole. Yeah, you know, and so it just created a mess. And poor Brendan Steele. Then Sky hooks his over into number ten fairway, gets a favorable drop. Cameron Smith makes a beautiful bunker shot, and I I really enjoyed it. And uh, Scotty, I'm getting revved up here because you and I are heading to uh, to Texas in the middle of March, and that is not very far away.
1: No, no, we're looking at just a little over two months. We're we're getting there, and then you know this. Is, the first two, it's a limited field number. The first event, Sony, it's usually not one of the stronger fields. Right, and now we jump into Tory this week, uh-huh. which Tiger playing, and yeah, so it's it's a big. Uh, I
0: think there's the one at Indian Wells first, um, or at the at uh, Palm Springs, and then Tory. No, Maggie's Palm Springs is next week because oh, my parents are them. going. Yes, okay, so so they flipped them. Yeah, so Tory is going. They're- he's going to fact check for us. Yeah,
1: and I You're think sure? so. You're
0: sure this is the Farmers, or used to be the Farmers? She's yeah. going to look it up. It doesn't matter. Anyways. Be, we've been wrong before, yeah, Scott. What's, it's what's fine. New. Keep going.
1: So anyways, I think that, to me, is Tory is the first big event because Tiger's playing. I agree. And it's, yeah, we all know the venue. The golf course. And it's the U.S. Open and things like that. Yeah. Um, what do you got?
0: So this weekend is the Career Builder Challenge. Okay, it is It is on the spring. old Bob Hope classic. The old Bob Hope, yep. yes. The like David Duvall 59. And yeah. then the Farmer's Insurance Open is next weekend. And that's where people start watching. Yes. We both know that. That's when it kind of gets geared up. And then what's the one after that, Maggie? The Phoenix Open. That's where I'm
1: going, baby. We're coming up on the one-year anniversary year heart attack. That, we're going to start calling that. Instead of the Thunderbirds hosting it, it's going to be the heart the heartbreak kid uh, over there. <laughs> but i'm heading down no so uh, i i'm sorry that i got that wrong but my parents are actually going to the career Dad, builder that's next week. my parents are flying out today they're going to palm springs they're there for 2 weeks so that's why i thought uh, Okay. anyways so they're going to that and then um my one of my members tony janu their family's going sunday of Tory pines oh good for so them. yeah so it uh yeah some good golf coming up and it's always nice for us when it's 15 below and we look out and we get to watch golf and in there and it's sunny and nice so
0: scott two minute update on minnesota section jobs we had a lot of movement this year oh man a lot of stuff happening so bring us up to speed on what's going on out there on some of the hires that you know of oh gosh okay. there's, there's so many I know, uh tpc
1: TPC is Adam, Adam Chandler.
0: Chandler. Did LeSueur get a, a pro Le, yet?
1: LeSueur has not. I heard it's down to their final two.
0: Okay. And Island View?
1: Island View, they hired uh, a, an assistant from Florida. Uh, I think his first name's Johnny. Okay. Uh, uh, stillwater, stillwater hired yep. Brent Height. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, good for Um him. Northland hired a... A kid, uh, who I think, was out in Minot, then was down in Chicago, but uh, I forget what his name is. Um, who's at uh, Royal Club now?
0: I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I haven't kept up with it as well as um, I should have. You, this is your area. You do very well with this, by the way. You used to, by the way, you I used know. to be the chair I of the know, employment but committee. My life changed a little bit, so. Uh,
1: and then Kyle Scanlon is now at Northfield. Uh, Ridges oh. at Sand Creek. Jason Schultz, who is at Woodhill. Oh, sure. Um,
0: well, good to see some of these assistants moving up and getting some jobs. I really like that. Yes. Especially local or guys that have been in the Minnesota section. Yes. That yeah. We, you know, we'll see now at some other events and some things as they be not A8s now. They've become A1s. Yes. Which, again, the big difference is now they don't get to play in the assistance events. Beatrice, how you doing over there? You're doing good. That's Scott's uh, kindergarten daughter. She's usually just a fireball, and she looks just terrible. You're a terrible dad.
1: Uh, she's just not feeling well. Maybe it was because you fed her all that popcorn off the floor at <sighs> the I? basketball well, game the I other did.
0: night. Maggie, I did tell her. I said, we have plenty of popcorn on the ground here. We had about two bags on the ground. We ate about six, um, and then two more on the ground, and Beatrice was uh, okay with that. Well, and
1: then the other thing on the job side. Oh, yeah, back the side. You, you know, sorry. we've... Uh, Uh, it's been announced Jeff Drimmel will be the new CEO of the Minnesota section, uh, starting on January 21st. And then we're also JD JD, and who was clearly very busy with his career consulting this, uh, this fall. And then, uh, we're also looking for a new director of competitions, our good Mm -hmm. buddy. Uh, Insanity. N- Vincent is moving back
0: Back to his college state right? Yeah,
1: Nebraska, he's going to be the uh, tournament director down
0: there And uh, just so I- people understand, I-, I think we need to say this His goal future wife is from there, or did they meet at college?
1: It, it met at college, and sh- Maggie, his fiance is from on there. Yeah,
0: because you know this. You work in the office with him. And- yeah, so they met at college, but she is also from the area. Yeah. She's also still in school and finishing okay. up down there. So It made um, sense. It makes a lot of it, sense. It, it, and Again, we wish him the best. We love that guy, and he was great for us. Two years, basically? Two years. Give or take? Yeah. Basically two years, yeah.
1: And, you know, it's important to also stress that his ultimate goal is to get on tour and right. the nebraska section gives him a great avenue just with some connections down there to get on tour with prob within probably three to four years so maybe we talk about slugger white could then, be then, yeah it could be vincent out there someday <sighs> How so
0: fun would that be if we see him on tv uh, we could text him because we're his number's not going to change people don't change their cell phones no So we'll just text him and say dude that was a terrible ruling So are we going to jump into this schedule? I would love to. I love talking schedule because we're getting juiced about this. One, your favorite thing to look at right there. Just, Just start there. What's the favorite thing? I have one um as far as events yeah i'll um, I'll start them because i i sprung that on you i love what we talked about earlier that the state open has moved to earlier you know that's always been a struggle for me It's a selfish reason but I, i i'm interested to see how that's gonna go right after the 4th of july which is on a saturday this year so it's that following week um i hope that it goes well i'm anticipating that it'll go well and you made up you brought up a good point that the AMs who have real jobs and work in the real world, that could be difficult for them to take a lot of days off. But we're giving them three weeks in between to kind of work on that. So I'm excited about that. Scottie.
1: Yes, and 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 also, you know, the, other than guys like Andy or the top 30 AMs in the state, there, there's no guarantee that you're going to get an exemption in the state AM. So you can True. qualify... Try and qualify for both the state AM and the state Open, and you might get in one one or the other. But it's very, uh, it's very tough to get in both and be exempt into both. So uh, I think moving it to the middle of the week away from the state AM is going to help us a lot. And also it's going to help us get a, get some really high-end venues because the toughest thing was going to a club and saying, hey, we need you for three days, and oh, by the way, we need you Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Now we're looking at a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or possibly going forward a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday where we can get some elite venues. Right. Uh, and I think that that's going to be something we need to talk about to these these private club clubs. Uh, managers, GMs, and director of golfs, and head pros, is how do we get the state open there? Because that is part of the reason that the state open has kind of Lost a little bit of its luster because we got the state am the last three years. It's been at uh, you know North Oaks, Northland, Hazeltine, Last year, Summerby, top notch venues, and we haven't. I mean, Rush Creek was a great host this year. Royal Club is going to be good. Um, we've had it at Bunker Hills, um, but we need some more variety and
0: some more high end
1: clubs. Uh, so. Yeah, you skated around that
0: nicely. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, no, because again, that is a sensitive topic, and nobody wants to hear that really in those veins. But it's so true. And last time we we kind of shamelessly plugged that we'd love to see something at Interlock and. Uh, because, again, the history and the golf courses would trump everything. I mean, people would just sign up because they're like, I would love to play Interlocking." Our state open, if, let's just say, just for argument's sake, Nathan, sorry if this is putting you in a bad spot, I, but just for argument's sake, if you see Interlocking as a state open site, how many people are going to sign up for those qualifiers? I think it would be just off the charts.
1: Well, they had it in at Interlock and at Hazeltine within like two or three years, and the amount of qualifiers they had for both were records because these are places that people want to play. Right. So, yeah, we... And, and, Even if
0: they go shoot 100, yeah. they just want to play there.
1: Well, yeah, exactly, because that's, that's something you can't... Um, Get, you can't play there every day. So let's
0: go down hit this. Hit some qu- highlights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hit some highlights, Scotty. We'll have to hit it again. Maybe. You know, uh,
1: another big thing that I want to stress again is we've got that match play championship now that is one day in May. This year it's at the TPC Twin Cities. You can play where the pros play. Um, that's Round one and round two. Hopefully, we get to 64 again for that event, and then after the round of 32 is played, we're down to our 16, and that's played year long out. So I hope that you sign up for that. We start off at uh, Luther one at Olympic Hills again. Cup matches where the PGA is finally gonna win. Hopefully, well, is at Edinburgh. We'll talk to Don Barry about starting committee. It. Yeah, we're, we we're gonna talk to Don Barry about getting it set up perfect for us. <laughs> uh <so> y- y- <laughs> right. we've got uh you know the other big one tape mark uh June 12th um it's we the Minnesota section now is fully in charge of it. So we've got some great ideas, uh, about, uh, ways to get people to play in the event. And actually, Greg, you're going to love this is our PGA pros are going to be our sales team and we're going to have opportunities for, um, you. If you've got three people from Olivia that want to play with you, um, if they pay, A certain amount, I think it's three thousand or thirty-five hundred. Then they can play in the event with you, Greg Snow. Love it. So that's a way that we're going to try and generate some more interest and get some more players in there. Um, And then the senior opens at Keller. Mark Foley better be playing if it's at his own golf course. He's a senior.
0: I love that new event. I love that new layout. Yeah, no, uh, it's, okay, it's great.
1: Uh, State Open is at Royal. Uh, we've got a few events we haven't scheduled yet. Um, our Senior Club Pros at Medina, uh, Women's State Opens down at the Jewel in Lake City. Uh, pro Juniors at Braemar and Summerby is hosting the section championship that's, again. We haven't been there. That's still
0: Monday, Tuesday, right? Yep, like uh, we haven't been haven't back looked.
1: there since probably
0: five years. Yeah, it's been a little bit. You were in the mix, yep, weren't you? That's the last time I played well in the uh, Minnesota section. Well, no, Bemidji, I played pretty well. But, um, I, yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. I, 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 I like that place. It's, it's, it's good a, for it's a great venue for us. Yeah,
1: it's it's fair. Um, and assistance championship hasn't been scheduled yet. Luther tours at Victory Links facility. Teams at Minnetonka. Yeah, that's a give, good pickup. Give everybody a chance to see the. Uh, well, not everybody. The
0: new turf. Some of us don't have that option, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's uh, fine. Hey, but it's fine.
1: Um, then after, Scott, it's fine. Yeah. So I, I think that, and then Friday that weekend, I think is the end of the Ryder Cup. So our golf champions is moved to October. Because we wanted to move it away yes. from the Ryder Cup, thank you. So, uh, which is back at Golden Valley, and then the fall scrambles at Delwood, and um, yeah,
0: that's kind of the highlight of our majors. Well, um, if you, this that time of year again where people start getting back on MinnesotaPGA.com. You need to start getting in there, looking at stuff. You can find our podcasts in there. You can find this tournament schedule. You can find any updates on what's happening. Education, uh, the, education. The J- <laughs> I should have said that first. The JD hire, all these things that you know you can um, you can find in there. Uh, we need people to go back in there, and we can that, that helps us. That helps our tracking. Helps us know if people are getting the information. Uh, I know you guys on the board talk highly because I was on the board one time about communication. Communication is a two way street. Just so you're aware. Um, the people who are being communicated to have to want the information. And so if you guys can help us out with that, you know, we hear this all the time. I need better communication, two-way street. I'm here to preach it. It's not just the people giving it. It's the people receiving it. You have to kind of help yourself and find it. MinnesotaPGA.com is a place to find a lot of info. Scotty, I just plugged the board hard there. Yeah, no, and and our main
1: communication hub is right here in Maggie. And we just had our strategic planning session and revisited it. And number one on the list still is communication. We're going to think of different ways that we can get connected with with our membership. Uh, we're going to use some video, which I know you're a big fan of. Um, so we're going to do that. And uh, Again, it's only
0: as good as the people who watch it. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to beat this to death because I, it just frustrates me that people are like, we need better communication. Well, open up your emails. Yeah. Hit Click on it. I mean, you know it's a trustworthy source. I'm getting mad. Why am I getting mad? I don't know. <sighs> so yeah, but- Maggie, that's for you. I, I'm I'm here, at one man choir preaching that this is a two way and our PGA pros. If you want to be informed more, help us out. Go to MinnesotaPGA.com. Find what you're looking for. If you can't, contact Maggie. She'll, you'll add stuff, delete stuff, whatever we need to do to make this user friendly. And I'm off the board now. So I'm not, I'm a guy that's just a PGA regular pro, And I'm preaching that, that we have to be better as PGA pros. We can be better. And communication is on us just as much as it is on the other side.
1: You know what? I know why you're getting mad. Why, Scott? I, I heard in the last podcast, you said this, and I could not believe you'd ever say this.
0: I am ruthless. You said oh, that in the we, last podcast. We know that. <laughs> you we know are that ruthless. I'm ruthless. And again, I'm ruthless because again, I lived this in my previous life about communication. I didn't really know what it meant. I thought I knew what it meant. Um, it was a tough topic. It's a people think it's so easy just give it out, give it out. Well, you know when you send that text that says, "Hey, uh, want to meet for lunch," and you get crickets. It's, you don't know if they got it. You don't know what's going on. Are we going to meet for lunch? How do I adjust my day? Communication, two-way street. I'm just preaching that, and I, I, man, I don't want to preach it too hard, but I'll get my Bible out if I have to, and I will stand on a pulpit, and I will let everybody know that we have to be better as people that, guess what, you guys are trying. Our staff is trying. Yeah, It's not for lack of effort. It is literally of they're evolving too and trying to figure out how are people gonna get to the information? How can we help them get to the information? I don't even feel bad about this, Scott, that I preach so hard. No, but we I do can't need tell. To end it's tough pod- to see you up on that soapbox We there. do need to end this podcast, and I want to thank Andy for coming in. I want to thank uh, Lakeland Broadcasting. This is a place of employment for me, by the way, as you guys all know. One of um, your six. One of my many, but I work with a lot of great people here. You guys met some of them as we came in. Uh, Bob is helping us out a ton with this podcast. Um, with the video board that Maggie is looking at here, and she's the only one who knows what she's looking at. But I want to thank them for allowing us to use this place, and uh, great show. Thank you for driving down with a sick kid with B. That's what we call her, B. Maggie, thank you for driving all the way out here. And I know that's not easy, but uh, it sure was nice for me. It was only half an hour, and I got a meeting in Wilmer after. So this is working out great. So, Scott, anything you want to say before we close her out? No, thanks for listening. I
1: think the next time you'll hear us is probably at the golf show, which is dates on that again, Maggie. A little bit later. It's, yeah, February. It's a week yep. later than – Beezy and I will just be getting back from our trip to London to go visit oh, my sister. Oh, good so for you. Very, uh, the whole fam is going over you, there, so we're excited for you that. You had
0: to skip that one last year, so we, we uh, Hubbard is uh, good enough to let us use uh, their equipment, and we're up on stage, and they can hear it throughout the whole show. So we're going to have some fun with that. I would like to maybe at, at that time, and we also need to talk about sometime getting Cook and uh, McCullough and working with them um they've and, got the fargo show is in march so maybe
1: we'll get something we on the had a disaster
0: then. there last time but we can do better um i, I i'm smarter and just that's, don't get stuck yep that was a side a sidebar but so anyways maggie thank you scotty thank you lakeland broadcasting thank you for letting us host or hosting us we appreciate it so for greg snow um thank you all for listening and have a great day